set and give me an instructional video about how to use a hot plate in a beaker but <laughs> and here <laughs> place your hot beaker on my plate <laughs> do it john <laughs> all right, all right. Gorb. <laughs> okay um you asked the question last time right uh i did you okay. you can ask whatever question you'd like gorb and i will try and answer it correctly Okay, my question is. Oh, this is Zorb and Gorb After Hours first official mm-hmm. episode. Mm. Mm. What is my question? Mm. You can do it, Gorb. I believe in okay. you. All right. How heavy? was the heaviest anaconda ever recorded can be either type green or yellow what yeah what wait i have to guess the exact i mean whoever's closer it's like an over under okay okay whoever's closer i like that yeah okay my guess expect you to know anaconda facts (laughs) offhand oh but germans Oh, I'm glad you got the book. 101 facts you didn't know about German. I've been reading it for a week. Each <laughs> fact is broken down into 101 sub-facts about that main fact. Yes, exactly. And you start to get into uh, ana- German anacondas, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's all right, just say the anaconda, the anaconda don't. <laughs> okay, what is, your, what is your guess? You go uh, first. My guess is... 48 pounds. That's how much you think the largest anaconda ever caught weighed. I'm, I don't know snakes. I know Germans. Okay. Uh, just because I just have to be a little bit closer just to okay. with you. Okay. I'm going to do 49 pounds. I bet oh it's going to be more God. like a thousand. But okay. I okay. hate you. Heaviest anaconda. What is this? The price is right? You know what an anaconda is, right? Yeah, I don't know how much they weigh. You know how big they are, right? They look big, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 48 is a terrible guess. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, can I change like, it? No, we can't change it. That's like how uh, much Uncle so Lucas going weighs. Back. <laughs> okay. I just pictured myself uh, trying to lift it, and I was it, like, wait, I can lift 50 It's big pounds. enough that it's in kilograms. Well, that's science, I guess. All right. Uh, true. You want me to get you in pounds? I'm you said so embarrassed. Pounds. I don't want to know anymore. Okay. What you get. It? I mean, I already won, but you want to take a, a closer guess? Go for it. No, I've already done the damage. The heaviest anaconda ever recorded weighed 500 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just a tad higher than 48. Just a tad of zero. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... <laughs> you know I can't do math. <laughs> I know, but like, shut up. Like, let's move on. Okay, you've seen. All right, we're gonna. I think your spatial reasoning skills might be a little off, but we'll forget about that. Listen, <laughs> my spatial reasoning skills. I have tested them on a one to ten scale, and my spatial reasoning skills come in at a final point two. <laughs> That's not even on one to ten. All right. Um, so I asked the question first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I gotta. Oh no, no, no. I, I get no, to, you get to decide. Okay, I'm gonna decide to go first this time. Okay, I feel Sounds like you good. went first the last couple times. All right, okay, here we go. Uh, you your know. prompt is to. Do you tell have the timer me... ready? Do you have the timer? Uh, ready? Yes, I have the timer right here. Oh, wow, I'm, I'm actually impressed. Wow. I'm ready. 
Okay. Your your prompt is to mm-hmm. tell me the origin story of the color red. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Right. Timer started. All right. I gotta get the to storytelling position. Right. Okay. Cross couple, legs. Yep. Make, make up, a couple old man grunts. Yep. You gotta puff your chest out, right? Yeah. Show dominance in front of the story. Yeah, I'm um, here for you. Okay. So the story of the discovery of the color red, that was the prompt? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's the prompt now. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, the story of the discovery. The origin of the color of red. The origin of the color red. Or okay. something like that. That's what it is now. Okay, the origin of the color red. Okay. It is the year... Nineteen. Year nineteen. The year nineteen seventeen. The year nineteen seventeen. Yep. Okay. Um. And you, I, there's actually some real world data I'll back this up on, but I'm not going to get into a a, um, a, a, a discussion. Just as long as you don't do math, it's all good. Okay. The year is nineteen seventeen. Okay. The war is World War One. Oh, damn. So things are looking real bleak. This yeah. is like the, the war you didn't hear about, right? Like, I mean... World no, War One, the war you didn't hear about. The part... <laughs> yes. You know, I've never heard it's, of that it's war nine, It's 1909. This is World War One, and then because nobody heard about it, they called the one in 1916 World War One. So this is really World War Point is, Five. No, no, it's it's the original before Archduke one. Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. Yeah, this is before. That. It was 1909. Um, so this is this is World War One, but because of the origin of the color red, everybody forgot about it. Oh, like wait, everybody can we refer to just, it as something other than World War One then? No, I'm doing it purposely to confuse you. <laughs> I won't so be the only one confused, Corb. It's World War One in a world where we have three world wars. So you know what? It's the world war. It's World War Zero. We'll go with that. Okay, there you go. That's a good name. Yeah. It's the real world war. Okay. So, all right. What's going on is it's like an all-out conflict. Um, very similar to... The, the second world war one like really similar but like not, not that the second one. world not war the second, the, world, the second war world, world war one yeah world war 1.2 this is world war world war 1.1 there was oh, no it's world, world war, war zero <laughs> no it's okay it's world war zero um so it's very similar to world war one but it's world war okay. zero 1909 is the year i really uh, soak up a lot of my time everybody <laughs> It's that's a that's an exaggeration, but obviously because it's called World War, and again, everybody who matters, <laughs> that can get very testy. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to World War One in the sense okay. that you know European countries and Japan own most of the rest of the world, so they're fighting. You know, um, was it was Japan started in the First World War. Yes, they were actually. Oh, I didn't even know that. Um, and that's why they were so bitter in the second one is because oh. they never got their uh, just like the Germans, which I would know that. Well, we're gonna get into the Germans, not oh, the World okay. War One, not the World War One Germans, the World War Zero Germans. Okay. So, Germany was united by Otto von Bismarck in the late 1800s. That is true. I think I want to say it's the late 1800s. Sure, Rick, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with it. Um, so, <laughs> Whatever you say, Gorb. So yeah, World War Zero. Almost exactly similar to World War One, uh, but instead of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, it was his older brother, Archduke Hans Ferdinand. Um, oh no! It's, it's exactly the same thing. Um, so <laughs> you can kind of play it out almost exactly the same, but <laughs> it got really bad, right? And in okay. fact, Germany it, was losing. <laughs> pretty hard kind of similarly to the real world the world war one it's kind of like that but even worse like they were losing real bad so 
all about this. I'm struggling to, to distinct them. <laughs> Hans isn't that different from Franz. Well, it's his older brother. It, basically, you can just take everything from World War One and move it back 10 years and you have World War Zero. Okay. And change. Is it just uh, everyone's older brothers? Yes, it's everyone's older brother in the war. <laughs> Okay, and older sisters. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, all right. No, Whew, we're not doing this. 17 <laughs> minutes. Glad you don't have to pick up off this one afterwards. I thought if I went <laughs> first, I'd do better, but... Um, okay. It's okay, Gorb. We're, that was just the scene. We're getting to the story now. Yeah, there we go. That's just the backdrop. Yeah. All right, Germany's being bombarded on all sides. Like, it's, it's looking real bad. So... The Germans, you know, they've spent most of their like military age people to fight. So they're like, um, we got, we got. So let's like, recover in just a couple of years. No, 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 no. But they're they're gonna win. They're gonna win. Oh, this one. what? Yeah, no. World Game War changer. Zero. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's looking real bleak at this point, right? Okay. So the Germans have this um, this scientist who <clears> goes by um. Hans George von Georgenstein. People oh, just call God. him Hans for short. Um, so wait, the Hans, other dude was Hans. Yeah, the, the Hans is a pretty common name in Germany and Austria. Before World War Zero, it was. <laughs> it still is. Um, uh, anyway, well, whatever you say, Gorb. So Hans, the the Austrian guy is Hans with a Z. This is Hans with an S. <laughs> Hans Great with distinction. He is not really involved at this point. He's been dead for a couple of years, so don't worry. Oh, about it. yeah, he's he the only Hans you need to worry about. Yep. Okay, so Hans, scientist. Germany's like really running out of, you know, basically any like options. Yeah, they like all of their troops are like really, really just decimated. So they're like, okay, we need more soldiers, right? So they're like drafting like kindergartners and stuff, right? Like it's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. That word is German. Yeah. So they're like, there is a, a, it's like a, it's kind of like the precursor to a nuclear bomb. It's similar. It's like a, it's built with like physics, you know, uses nuclear um, physics to work. (laughs) You know, with physics. I mean, are you going to really? 15 minutes, Gorb. It uses nuclear fusion instead of nuclear fission, right? So it's even, even more powerful. Um, Okay. But anyway, so it's currently located in a warehouse in Brooklyn, New York, because the Americans have it because just for safekeeping. Are the Americans involved in World War Zero? It's basically the same thing as World War One. So oh, yeah. yeah. All the older brothers. <laughs> duh. Yeah. Duh. So <laughs> Germany is like, um, they're like, we got it. We got to somehow get to this, um, this bomb. And if we set it off, we can reset everything right okay like we can just go back to the way things were like a time travel thing yeah it's it's like so powerful they thought that it would let them like go back and they'd be on top like they'd like they wouldn't be affected like they were basically that everybody like covered their house in aluminum foil to like escape some <laughs> electromagnetic radiation that was their plan it didn't work out that way um the only remaining evidence was the movie signs by m night Shyamalan. <laughs> So um, instead, they they were gonna you, basically the bomb reset everything, and that's why okay. everybody forgot about World War Zero. So okay. the Germans, how much time? Uh, Thirteen and a half minutes, Corp. <laughs> okay, I really do a great job of setting the scene, but not so much telling the <laughs> story. Okay, so the Germans need to exposition get has been grandiose. So they, they've got uh, they've got five kids. Okay, Hans Gruber. Hans Young, Hans George, George, and George Szechuan. Okay. Their names are not relevant. George okay? what? <laughs> Szechuan. Like Szechuan sauce. Were they just really in like a... like a? Uh, keep going. <laughs> are you going to make fun of a four-year-old's name? They're four years old. And they just got drafted. So Hans, the okay. older Hans, the scientist... <laughs> He's like, how are we gonna get these these four year olds to um Brooklyn? 
<laughs> to like get get the bomb um, and like <laughs> wait. set it off. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the team that's gonna steal the technology is four-year-olds. Yeah, because they don't have anybody left. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but obviously, the plot of boss baby. Obviously, there's some like issues when you're trying to create like spies. A few ethical issues, soldiers. I guess. Yeah. Even practical, really. Um, the Germans weren't really too concerned about the ethical at this point, but more so the practical. Yeah, okay. So Hans had invented the serum, right? It was kind of this thing that was going to make them super soldiers. Um, oh, damn. So, yeah, so they, they line the kids up and they're like, this is a vaccination. Um, and if you do it, you'll get a cookie. And they're like, sweet, let's do it. Um, <laughs> that Pickle whole logs. conversation was in German. Um, but... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eleven minutes. Okay. All right. So they inject the five kids with the serum. What's the serum called? Hans juice. (laughs) God damn it, Gorb! (laughs) Everyone, there's a lot of Hanses in the story. Like as much as it's a common name today, it was even more common. You're getting kind of Hansy if I do say so myself. (laughs) Okay, so they give him the serum, and they're like waiting for like 45 minutes, and nothing's happening. Right? They're not getting stronger. They're not getting taller. They're not aging faster. And then suddenly, one of them, Hans, whatever Hans I said first. Hans uh, the only Hans that matters. Hans I remembered Gruber. a name, Gorb. Hans Gruber wow. was the first one you said. Hans Gruber. All right, Hans Gruber. Um, he starts to shrink. And they're like, oh my God, it's going backwards. Right? It's flubber. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like shaking, like kind of like a seizure kind of thing. And then like it just pops. It's like kind of like a magician smoke bomb. Like he thing. popped like a balloon? No, it was just kind of just like a flash of light instead, like a flashbang, right? Okay. Um, and then it happens four more times to the other kids. And as the so they all shrink clears, and pop? They don't just shrink and pop. They look back and they're pigeons. There's five what? pigeons <laughs> in the room. Yep. So what Wait. happened was <laughs> bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> There's, with there's me. something else I know about where things turned into pigeons. <laughs> Bear with me. So what happened was when Hans made the Hans juice, he like accidentally grabbed the wrong vial of DNA to use. Um, oh no! They had like human blood, and I guess I don't know. The lab next door was doing work with. He got pigeons. pooped on. No, no, no. We just had like, you know, because like passenger pigeons, the Germans were trying to invent like better carrier pigeons um and i guess the guy who was like cleaning up the night before um he like knocked one of the boxes over and he was like oh, i thought you were gonna say get... knocked one of the pigeons up <laughs> no god no get your mind out of the gutter oh he knocked one of the blood boxes but it's about over. The pigeons yes get me you, going you're really taking up my time here <laughs> no gorp you're taking up your time <laughs> that is true you have nine minutes <laughs> We're both taking up my time. Anyway, after dark, you don't need to know how they became pigeons, but they became pigeons. Okay, gotcha. But they still maintained human intelligence. In fact, their intelligence kind of grew a bit. It's almost like they're like twenty now. Omni brain pigeons. Yeah, and they they kind of like they have like like little hands at the end of their feathers, so they can like oh no. (laughs) How else are they gonna pull the trigger? Exactly. So, so wait, they were I, kindergartners. They evolved into pigeons who are high, like highly intelligent. So like, yeah, how would so you mentally give us a, give us a realm of like something to compare them to? Sure. So mentally, they're 20, 20 year old men. Okay. And physically, they're pigeons with like really <laughs> tiny clawy fingers at the end of their feathers. <laughs> Opposable thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but still regular pigeon size. Okay. Um, so they undergo their mission, I assume. Yep, and they be they became known. To the Germans as Pigeon Force Five. Um, How do you say that in German? (laughs) (laughs) 
if you give me the word for pigeon, the word for force, and the word for five, I can tell you. You just keep telling your story, Gorb. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a train wreck again. <laughs> so anyway, that's when they get on the boat, right? Because they're <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So... Go it, Gorb. <laughs> Don't give up. <laughs> All right. So anyway, they get on a boat, right? So you're like Germany's yeah. center of Europe. How do they get there? Um, basically, they get put on a train to France. There's a train crash in Paris because it's a train wreck. And then they happen to fly to, you know, Normandy, hop on a boat, and they're there. All right. So they pull into New York. Time check? Um, seven minutes. Okay. All right. I can expand a bit more here. All right. So they fly into Brooklyn. Is that Pigeon Force 5 in German? It was, it was the best shot at it. <laughs> well, that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, Top craft. <laughs> it's, it's not really useful to learn German on the air. Um, anyway, they get into Brooklyn, right? Okay. And yeah, so they're like, okay, we got to find this bomb, right? And we don't know where it is, right? They gave us the intel that it's probably in this warehouse somewhere in Brooklyn, New mm-hmm. York. Again, 1909, not 1916. Big difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's just everybody's older brother. Okay. So anyway. That's why there. only the kindergarten pigeons are left. Yeah. Um, they're there and they're like, hmm, I know a German... Like, they have spies and stuff, but this mission, obviously, due to huge ethical concerns, even in 1909, was kept pretty pretty tight-lipped. Not a lot of people know about it. You know, they had... I mean, he hasn't always been ethical if we're being realistic. Yeah. They had spies, and uh, so they go to this, this spy um, who lives in, um, you know, the... Let's go with uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard, like some neighborhood in North Brooklyn, like close to okay. close to Manhattan. So they show up at his door, and again, they are they're literally pigeons, just with like <laughs> tiny claws. They, you know, to, to like maintain. I kept picturing human hands. <laughs> no, 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 they're just like kind of like you know how pigeons have feet. It's like kind of feet at the end of the wings. Um, okay, so they, so they can hold their weapons. Um, <laughs> But obviously, you know, they <laughs> shit. <laughs> obviously, they they um they don't like fly around like flaunt their guns and stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, a real good way to get caught. Their wings are heavier now. Yeah, well, yeah. So they like so when they came to Brooklyn, they like set up a nest up in some abandoned building and stashed all their weapons there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other are their weapons like, tiny? Could they deal yeah, damage yeah, to real yeah, humans? You know, they're like yeah. I mean, the bullets are laced with poison just to make sure. Uh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Poison dart frog poison, poison dart frog stuff, yeah. Anyway, they show Four up. Four minutes, this... Corb. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, Where'd the up. time go? You know, I'm just going to, you know, sometimes you just got to dig your heels in and make it even worse of a train wreck. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Ready. Here we go. They show up at the spy's house and they're like, Brother Hans. And he's like, who said that? Which one? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the spy's name, Hans. And like brothers, okay. just like, you know, like, like, hey, fellow soldier. Like, hey, like fellow that. Hans. Yeah, hey, fellow Hans. And he opens the door and he looks down and he's like, who the fuck said that? And he looks down and he sees a bunch of pigeons and he's like, shoo, and like kicks them. And, mm-hmm. you know, George Szechuan um, is actually born in America. Um, Whole backstory there, but anyway, <laughs> okay. He's got a he's he's got a hot temper, so oh, he's a spicy he's, one. He's got like an automatic poison dart um, gun gun. Um, <laughs> okay, um, Gorf, come on. <laughs> time check. Um, three minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know the poison dart gun gun. <laughs> it's poison dart gun. 
it's also a gun, like you know, like an automatic gun. It's like a yeah, Tommy gun, but it's you know, a gun. That's yeah. like you know, a gun. Yeah, but it's like also for pigeons. It's like pigeon okay. size. Um, yeah, you know. And I guess like pigeon claw size. <laughs> the other guys didn't really check that he left his weapons at the coop, so um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he brought it. Common and then problem. after Hans kicked him and the other Hanses and the one other George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how many odds are there i don't want to know two and a half minutes at this point 98 percent of the people who live in germany are named Hans. um yep. anyway two and a half minutes here we go power throw um george szechuan clearly very upset shoots big hans the spy the human hans with his poison dart gun gun and okay. obviously hans just dies right there i mean come on yeah and then they're like shit he was our only source and to wrap this story up quickly um they go in and scare the shit out of his wife and they're like where's the bomb and she's like oh it's this location and then she calls them freaks and because they're still like kind of childish because they were four-year-olds a week ago Mm -hmm. they murder her too oh my god because it's gonna be pretty easy to get past the military because they're literally pigeons they go on like a brief killing spree um you know, <laughs> propaganda. Taubekraft uh, also, also, they're kind of hurt that their childhood was stolen and they were turned into pigeons. Long story short, they go to the, the, the army base, set off the bomb, it backfires, everything goes back to the way they, the way it was. Is this how World War One began? No, no, this is just how everybody wakes up in 1909 on June 8th with a strange sense of deja vu. And a lot of kids have this strange feeling that they had an older brother, but they think it's just like a fantasy. <laughs> and, um, uh, hey, Gorb. I'm getting to the red part. Let me get there. So, that is seconds. when, so the key government officials remembered about the war. They're like, oh my God, people, like, they get angry and we need to create a word that symbolizes this anger so they can express it in weird abstract paintings and not start as many wars. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I got it. Let's call it red. And then obviously everyone in every language on the planet was like, I got a word for it too. And so because we now have a word for red, we can see the color. Wow. Fun fact, there is a lot of interesting uh, psychological research behind that, that cultures that don't have a word for color can't see it. Okay, side note. Okay, well, all right. Taube Kraft 5. <sighs> all right, Gorb. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I'm ready okay. for mine, Gorb. I'm ready. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> <sighs> Pressure's like off, Gorb. a marathon. Yeah, thank God. I definitely shouldn't have went first. <laughs> Taube Kraft Kumpf is, okay. is here for you. Okay, all right, I'm here for that. All right, timer. I'm glad this is the after dark one. All right, what did oh, you do? 2233? That was a thought? I did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Your prompt is tell me how time isn't real. Go. How time isn't real? <laughs> yep. Okay. Time isn't real. Time is real. Because it doesn't matter, though, because time isn't real. But anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Once there was a, um, a young woman during the times of child labor in the early 1900s, Did which this is happen a running theme in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she knew the, what the color red was. So. Okay, so it's post-1909. Yeah, and her older brother, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> She has like a faint memory of like playing tic tac toe, but <laughs> so nothing's really there the if she tries yeah. hard, you know. As with many of our great grandparents, <laughs> yeah. So, um, she was working in a in a marshmallow assembling factory. When you say um, assembling, what do you mean by that? Like making? Uh, one one kid takes the horse and saws off its hoof and then the next kid chews it and the third kid just pushes it together and then there's a marshmallow 
Mm, okay, that makes sense. You know, that's how it works. So she was the one who um, chewed the marshmallow. So like all the ingredients came to her. Okay. She would take it. She how old t- is she? You just said she was giving birth. And then you say kid. Like, Wait, when did I say giving birth? I thought you said giving birth times. I don't know. No, Gorb. Wow, I really. I'm pretty sure. All right. Okay, child chewing marshmallows. Go with it. All right. It's okay. Okay, so so she's the one who takes the the horse hoof and she's chewing it. She chews it, then eventually it's a marshmallow. She spits it out, right? She's one of several thousand. Did I give her a Standard name? Yet? Marshmallow protocol. No, you didn't give me her name. All right, her name is uh, Josephina. What's so, her last name? Uh, Bargles. Okay, Josephina Bargles. Josephina Bargles. So mm-hmm. she takes the horse hoof from yep. the pre- previously extracted horse, chews it, hands it to the next. Wait, wait, the previous. What do you mean previously? <laughs> okay. If you don't understand marshmallows, just Google the process. You'll understand, okay? So she's sitting there day after day, night after night, week after week. She is sitting there. She is handed a horse hoof. She places that (laughs) that entire horse hoof in her mouth. And she chews the shit out of it. She must have some ripped jaw muscles. and She does. She looks like Hans Gruber. <laughs> Is that why they and use children for this process? Because And she hands it to back? the next person down the assembly line. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And one day, instead of a horse hoof, she is handed, like the person just hands her this, and it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a jaguar paw. Ooh. And she, having done this, having done this for years at this point, she's Mm. like 16, Josefina, Mm. shoves this jaguar paw in her mouth with automaticity. She just does it. Yeah. Right? Smacking her jaws. She's like, this is a fuzzy horse hoof. Oh, okay. And she's chewing, she's chewing, and, you know, she kind of like coughs it up like a hairball. And before mm. the the mush mushroom, <laughs> before the marshmallow forming gal to her left starts squishing it together, she stops. Mm-hmm. She looks to her right, and you know the giant bl- bloody, bloody mess, mess of jaguar you know balls. horses screaming. <laughs> Wait, children the- chasing them with band saws. <laughs> Other children. Child labor laws, man. This is, you know, child labor is pretty fucked up. You know, like, yeah. It's like all these, you know, three <laughs> kids are three kids are holding on to a horse. Other kids are just, you know, doing one of those saws where two people need to use it. <laughs> Shit. Nay! They don't, they don't yeah. kill the horses before they cut the. She looks to right, but here's the thing. She doesn't see one jaguar. She doesn't see anything looking fuzzy. And she like, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't know how to read. She doesn't know even really how to speak. She's been doing the marshmallow chewing since she was like like five. Fucked up her jaw, kind of. You know, she can't speak right. Okay. And all of a sudden, she like looks up, and she starts to float above all of the other assembly workers. Like she's she's bathed in this golden white light. Is she pretty confident that she's dead? Well, not really. She's just like she's like, this is weird. This is how I feel in the bath after my 19 hour days. <laughs> and okay. she she starts to float up and she hears a voice. Mm-hmm. And the voice says, I am the Jaguar God. I have a really nice bod. <laughs> Okay. She's like, I don't know what a bot is. This is 1907 or whatever. <laughs> I'm stealing your dates, Gorb. It's fine. 
I hope the faint memory of an older brother. <laughs> I don't know if this episode story. will be worth publishing. I think it is great, just because sometimes the sometimes the anyway, beauty. Anyway, she tragedy. ascends upwards, mm-hmm. and she feels the the like she's. Well, is there being, a roof in the building? And is anybody no, else? No, it's just fa- it's phasing through whatever's above her. She's okay. in some factory farm filled with bloody horses. Is this like an out of body experience? Or no, is everyone just... is seeing this happening. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And um, the jaguar god who has a really nice bod literally comes down from the heavens mm. and touches her nose with his. Oh, okay. Is he and like in jaguar form or is it more like an he's, ancient He Egyptian looks thing? like the guy from Tekken who's like half jaguar, half human. Okay, they touch cool. noses. And like she, she, her body starts to twist and tangle up into a knot. Mm-hmm. And then she unfolds like a pretzel and then she sits back down and <laughs> works the rest of her day. <laughs> you know, horse who. I mean, honestly, when you're, pass it you on. know, you gotta eat. You gotta, really yeah, I mean, like yeah. stale bread for six years, you just gotta make it. So yep. she gets home and mm-hmm. Josefina is, uh, you know, it's just her and her aunt. Oh, wow. Okay. Everyone What's else. Her aunt's name? Uh, her aunt's name is um, uh, Nan Nan. <laughs> okay. All right. Her aunt's name is Nan Nan. Right. That's what she yeah, just calls her that. Yeah, it's so, like a term of endearment. Yep. She knocks on the door, and Nan Nan mm-hmm. greets her in her usual way with a smack across the face. <laughs> Wait, why? Nan Nan is not a good person. <laughs> But just like just just by default, your not even a chewing galley. <laughs> God, okay. And she can't talk because her mouth is so tired. <laughs> oh. So, but here's the thing. She like starts to feel like angry, like really, really mad. What was my prompt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, am I allowed to not tell you until you have five minutes? Oh, you have to tell me, Gorb. Okay. Your problem is to tell me how that time isn't real. Okay, she starts to get really mad. <laughs> and she just like, she she feels the need to consume, right? Consume what? But, but she doesn't like try and eat Auntie Nan Nan. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so she like digs through her drawers. Side note, where are where is Josephine? Just shut right? up. Okay, so okay. she goes <laughs> through her drawers. <laughs> and she she finds a book that she read as a kid mm. about jaguars. Before she worked on the uh, the horse factory. Yes. Well, no. She read it while she was chewing. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said and she, she can't read, read so she just looked at the pictures. <laughs> okay. So okay. one of the pictures was of a jaguar that was like really big, right? She's mm-hmm. like, I, I remember this book. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I mean, she can't really speak either, so it's more so like, and she like kind of understands the jaguar muscle jaguar man and she was like okay so auntie nan nan she feels i mean like (laughs) i'm glad you're failing too (laughs) okay auntie nan nan bring it back swear i'm giving it my all (laughs) i was too okay so um Josefina feels the need to consume. So she okay. just starts eating all of the floorboards in her house. Like she's just like ripping them out. I bet Auntie Nan Nan's not happy. And she didn't go to work the next day. And Auntie Nan Nan wakes up in the morning. She's like, you know, like during while it's happening, she's like, ah, okay. And she goes back to sleep because she doesn't care. Okay. And she wakes up and like Josefina's still like eating all of the boards, all of the floor, all of the house. And she's just like digging so far that like the foundation of the house you get into cement and she's eating, she's licking the cement. Is, is, and, is she digesting it or is she like, yeah, she's just going distended? for it. She doesn't okay. even know. Okay. Okay. And uh, Auntie Nan Nan is like, oh, you need to go to work. I need my marshmallow money. And she just turns around and uh, 
takes her legs and she Who's plants legs? them on her shoulders like antennas, okay? Wait, her legs or Auntie Nan Nan's Auntie Nan Nan's legs. She okay. just takes them off. Auntie Nan Nan bleeds out and she... <laughs> <laughs> she just she tags them onto her shoulders. And as she soon as she, listen, I'm going all the way, Gorb. She tags <laughs> them onto her shoulders and she just starts to like rocket. Okay, she just shoots out of the house. And as she shoots at a house, the jaguar god turns to her and, she, and the jaguar god is like, I know you, I knew you'd make it, uh, little Josefina. Now we can explore the universe with Aquafina. And he's like, he passes her water and she drinks it. She's like, I'm so refreshed. <laughs> so okay. they, they're, they're rocketing through the atmosphere. Oh, so they go like into space. Yes, exactly. And okay. Josefina looks to him, uh, she, the, jag- she, the jaguar like, god. Like Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. She, she <laughs> okay, yeah, it's important. Keep going. Hey, Gorb, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to the right <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> this is important he looks okay. to the right and then the jaguar god is like what's so important before we fly out and she's like listen i, I gotta do this <laughs> and she she Goes uses one of, uh she she points her auntie nan nan shoulder <laughs> antenna arm legs and she so she took auntie nan nan's she body bends them her. down like you, when you're putting on a roller coaster seat and she bends them down she's she uh flings them and they go down and they destroy all of child labor. <laughs> like, don't I, ask okay. me how that works. All right. but they okay. split off into metaphorical thoughts, and the <laughs> thoughts split into the heads of anyone who's a child labor manager, and the child labor manager is like, what am I doing with my life? And then the laws passed in 1948 or whatever, and no more child labor. Okay. okay. Boom! Cool. All right. Right. So the metaphorical thought legs go do their job. Mm-hmm. And Josefina and the, and the Jaguar God, Jaguar God's like, you need to come to my planet. And Josefina, who can magically read now because she has part Jaguar DNA. Can she speak? Speak is like her mm-hmm. job next. Okay. She she has become part of a uh, uh, transcended species of Jaguar gods. Okay. Okay. So they rocket off the planet and they land on Pluto because they can breathe in outer space. So they land on Pluto and it's like, isn't this crazy? Look down there. That's where your planet was. And she's like, ah, I guess that's cool. <laughs> she doesn't, does she know anything about outer space? So they space? go out to Is the Kuiper like, Belt okay. and they've played dodgeball. For- <laughs> All right. As much as mine was bad, I tried to stick to a story. <laughs> for a little bit, this is a story, Gorb. How okay. much time do I have? I'm glad you asked. Um, you have seven minutes and 50 seconds left. So they, they're, they're in the Kyber belt and they're throwing like little asteroids back and forth to each other because the Jaguar God has this ability to make people breathe, make anyone breathe in outer space. Okay. And he's like, you need to come back to my planet. <laughs> so Josefina and the Jaguar God start to float over to his planet. And she's like, how long will this take? And he's like, well... Time is something. <laughs> Were you going to end it right there? Time isn't real. <laughs> it's okay if you reveal that, but you still have another seven minutes to go through. I'm not done, Gorb. Okay. All right. So, so time is something. What does that so mean? So he turns to her and he's like, time is something. She's like, what is that something? And as soon as she says, what is that something? <laughs> She disappears in front of the Jaguar God. And she opens her eyes. Did the she's... Jaguar God do it? Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she opens her eyes. Mm-hmm. And she is chewing a horse hoof. <laughs> Shit. Oh, gosh. Do you know why, Gorb? <laughs> because that was all a fever dream. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because she could not cope 
with the reality of factory <laughs> chewing. <laughs> okay. So, Gorb, all of your doubts you had. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of false. a cop out, but. All right, well. As we she's chewing, she begins, her eyes begin to roll back in her head. Okay. And she passes out backwards on her stool. Like a seizure or just passes out? She just passes out. And her manager, you know, doesn't care. Yeah, he's like throws her in the pile of other dead children. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's gone today, Jenna Bega. And that's her name, Jenna Bega. She's the ruler of the the, the factory farm. Oh, okay. It's not a factory farm, but it is now. <laughs> what, what do they so, do with the pile? Josephina, Josephina wakes up. Wakes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wakes up. She wakes up. She wakes up. In a pile of dead children. <laughs> is she like at the top or is she like under a couple of dead kids? <laughs> she's, you know, she's she like mid level. Okay. That's right. And she crawls out and she's like, I'm still alive. And she starts, like, great, get back to work. starts to make her way back home. <laughs> and of course, Auntie, Auntie Nan Nan. Mm-hmm. <gasps> was that her name? <laughs> yeah, that was her name. Yeah, you got it. It's like, welcome home, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's right. like, she's so defeated. She's crushed, you know? She had this amazing dream about a jaguar god. Lifting her mm-hmm. up and transcending to Pluto. Mm-hmm. And she lays down in her bed, which is made of marshmallows that she <laughs> chewed. <laughs> and she she twiddles her thumbs and she calls out to Auntie Nan and will you read me a story? And Auntie Nan Nan says, No, I fucking hate you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How much time do I have? Four minutes to get to the okay. phone. So, Josephina, mm-hmm. she sits up in her bed and she can't yeah. read. She can't speak. Much like the one of the most amazing human beings of all time, Helen Keller. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she basically can, can see and hear, though, right? Yeah, but she can't. She, I mean, like Helen Keller didn't have to chew horse hooves twelve hours a day. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. If we're comparing, uh, if we're sizing bees here, so <laughs> she sits up and she she through her non-ability to really speak at all, she forms this thought to herself, and she's like, "I am going to live the way that I want, no matter what Auntie Nan Nan says." Okay. So she climbs out of bed. She walks out the door. Auntie Nan Nan's shouting at her. Come back here. I need you to pay for my apartment. (laughs) Ignores her. Okay. She's walking along. And ironically, or coincidentally, rather, Mm -hmm. as the sun is rising and all the workers are going back into the factory, Mm -hmm. the marshmallow factory. All of her co-workers are like, why are you going that way? Come back in. We need you to chew these horse hooves. <laughs> she looks at them and she just continues to walk. Okay. And she, she walks all the way out of town. Okay. Walks from that end town sign out of the next town. Mm. And the next. If she needs to eat, she stops and she just eats a bunch of grass. I mean, she's got the jaw strength for it. I'll give it that. Exactly. She could chew cud for years, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> she, she finds a city and she's like, I don't want this. Just keeps walking. She just keeps walking. She walks all the way to the ocean, right? We don't really know where she was in the first place. She's never swam. She's lost track of the days, right? She doesn't know, like, Mm -hmm. how many months have passed, how many hours, even how many minutes, right? 
Yeah, she's just like in the eternal now kind of thing. And then finally, she comes across a dog. A dog that obviously... She hasn't come across any dogs before this on her like no, thousand miles. First track. and first one. Oh, wow. Every other dog's getting used for marshmallows. <laughs> Shit. How much time do I have, Gorf? 59 seconds. Okay. So she's walking with this dog that she just met. And despite her inclination of wanting to chew off his feet, <laughs> she doesn't do it. Wow. She pets him and the dog kind of licks her face. She gives him a hug. And they go off and they find a tree to sit under and they sit under the tree. 30 seconds. And she looks at the dog. The dog looks at her. And she says to the dog, you know what she says, Gorb? I thought you couldn't speak. You know what she says, Gorb? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> she says, time doesn't matter, little pup. I'm here with you. Wow! The end! It wasn't that time doesn't matter. It's that it wasn't real, but still, that was that was a pretty good way to solve it. I need to go. Who is that?